Hi, everybody. Welcome to another year of Ash It Out podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to discussing social justice issues. And today we will be discussing all things beauty and how it affects society and all of its unhealthy beauty standards that comes with it. I would also like to give a warning if you feel like this is going to be a sensitive topic because we are going to touch on stuff like eating eating disorders, body dysmorphia and body image. Please make sure to step away, take a breather, drink some water and come back to this episode. I'm going to have my co-host introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Tapiwa Zamara, and I'm so excited to be a part of Hash It Out this season. Um, I am a biotech. Well, I'm a biology major. Um, I recently graduated from Ivy Tech from the biotechnology program and transferred here to IUPUI. Um, I love all things music, food and fashion. So, yeah. I'm excited for this topic because it lines up right with me. Thank you so much for that introduction, Tapiwa. My name is Moada Kanye. I'm a psychology major on the pre-PA track. I do TikToks during my free time, (laughs) and I also record on YouTube. I also love spending time with my friends and listening to music some of the time. Afro beats of the way. (laughs) And uh, I decided to join this podcast because, I mean, no. I decided to become a social justice scholar because I just wanted to enlighten people about the social justice around and all the issues that comes with it. Yeah, and I, too, joined um, the Social Justice Scholars Program because, you know, being a DACA recipient myself, um, it's, you know, it's a social justice issue that is somewhat of a hot topic right now. And I feel that being a voice for these different issues and presenting them to uh, students in our IUPY community is going to be an amazing experience. Perfect. Yeah. Now we're just going to hash it out. Without much delay, we're going to just dive right into the topic. The use of social media has significantly, significantly increased over the years. Like, social media was not as popular as it is now, and the effects on people can quickly turn negative. I hear a lot of people talk about how social media is a way to spread their wings and, you know, build, build connections all over the world. And yes, that while that is true, there's also some negative that comes out of it. And as, as a college student myself, I know college students are typically the range range from the age of 17 to 23, give or take. And we also tend to use social media as a form of release. I can say from experience, while maybe after studying for physiology or anatomy, I just, you know, want to just take the stress of trying to study for such a hard subject by going on TikTok and scrolling on TikTok. But when <laughs> I'm scrolling on TikTok and I just like come across a video that's about like maybe a girl was like the perfect, who has a perfect body and she's talking about how she has time to go get her nails done. Right. And, you know, she goes to the gym every morning. She wakes up at 6 a.m. She goes a little more. I'm like, how do you have all this time to do all of this as a college student when I'm also a college student myself and I'm like kind of I have a hard time trying to balance it all. Like that doesn't make me feel, it makes me feel incompetent, incompetent. And it also like affects how I see myself. Cause I, I, I'm thinking, oh, if she can do all this, if she has time for all of this, why don't I have time for all this? And I also read this on a New York uh, Times article that people uh, were talking about how, 
uh, trends on TikTok. Like, I know if you guys heard about TikTok's trends, like uh, that girl, like a day in my life as that girl, and how that trend has affected the way they see themselves and they see their body. Because if people are showing how they go to the gym, if how they go to the, go get groceries and they're wearing the perfect outfit, cute outfits, you know, with a good body, with the, you know, boobs and butt, it's like, oh, why don't I look like that? And a lot of people tend to think like that. Like, why is my body not, you know, not how it looks like on other people? Yeah, I can definitely relate to that, um, especially with the TikTok, that girl aesthetic. Um, and then there's also the clean girl aesthetic, which is, you know, also about beauty, like having this like simple kind of um, upscale look like of luxury and you know, being a college student, you're seeing that girl, you're seeing the clean girl aesthetic where the girls are perfect and always look put together and business casual luxury. And you're, you know, wondering why can't I keep up with that? Because I try to be that girl this summer. I really girl, did. I know, that's right. <laughs> I tried to be that girl this summer. I was going to the gym, um, you know, and then also me being an older college student because you were talking about like the 17 to 23 age range i'm a little over that (laughs) that's okay that's okay yeah i'm 27 and um you know coming back to college in my mid-20s you know i don't look the same as i did you know people always say oh you still look young and i kind of like feel weird when people make that comment because it's like i'm looking at how i looked when i was you know 20 21 and i've seen like I'm aging. It doesn't mean like I've aged badly or anything like that, but I've grown and, you know, growing into your womanly body. You know, I used to be very, very stick thin um, growing up. They, you know, I was kind of like called Twiggy and stuff like that, um, which kind of like ties into the um, the piece about like body image and everything. As you're growing up, things change, things move, things, you know, get bigger and you're working out trying to be this certain body type. And maybe the people you're looking at, you know, like influencers, IG models, you know, they're doing all these things and maybe they're not just doing it the natural way. Maybe there's, you know, there's things that they're not showing on TikTok. They're not showing that they're going to spa treatment and there's, you know, they're not using the, you know, what is the the products like CeraVe or Cetaphil. Cetaphil. Like you're thinking like, why doesn't my skin look clear like that girl? But, you know, they but they they're trying to sell you something. So that's the piece. Like now that I'm getting older, I'm just trying to own and appreciate my beauty as is. And, you know, it's hard when, like you said, you know, TikTok, you know, you're just scrolling and you're constantly seeing images of perfection and on Instagram, too. Definitely on Instagram. It's everywhere. You go on Facebook, you go on TikTok, you go on Snapchat. It's it gets it gets hard. You know, it gets hard trying to keep up with how other people look. And because you want to look like that, you look you wonder why you don't look like that. I know I feel that way sometimes. And I feel like some influencers generally um, are share their information on their doctors. But um, there are also people who like continuously lie about what they have mm, done. That part. I, like I know I know of a specific IG influencer and not to call her out or anything but uh Jada Weta on Instagram she's she, 
she, every time she's asked like if she's gotten something done on her, her body she constantly like just says no it's just like a butt lift or something or just like a something and it's like you obviously don't look the same way you did two years ago and I get you know the oh oh you, you as you grow you obviously you know fill up some areas but how did it just magically happen in two years? How do you have a flat stomach? How do you have a big butt? How do you have the perfect face? How do you have the perfect lip? How do you have a perfect boob? It's okay to look perfect. I'm not, I mean, I guess. <laughs> but I feel like because people, a lot of people actually look up to Jada Wada. A lot of girls want to be Jada Wada, which kind of actually makes me touch on the subject about um, a guy on TikTok, Terry Reloaded. He came up with a song that basically was just like, I want to be Jada Wada, 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 Wada. And that song just blew. Like, I mean, I sing it too sometimes. Everyone sings the right. song. Like, I want to be Jada Wada, Wada, Wada. And it's like, what does Jada Wada have that you want to have? Like, what do you, how do you want to be her? Like, what does that have? What does she what has she I mean I can't say what has she accomplished because she has done some good things but is it because of her body like you know that body isn't real and not to say that's bad or anything but I feel like some people feel some type of content when they know the body like got like you know was done by the doctors and and not like just from going to the gym seven times a week <laughs> but like like I said some people are transparent about who who uh who's their doctor and where they go get their body done and i remember sometimes i see on instagram or maybe tiktok and the girlies be like oh my god where'd you get your butt done at and then the influencer just kind of responds to that comment and just says oh i got it from dr miami or something and and then why are we spending money because an influencer said oh she got her body done from dr miami why do we uh use that and go to the doctor that she said that she put out there you know what's what's the, i'm looking for a word that she uh she's using her body endorse to, like she basically endorsing like if you want to look like me you go to the to this doctor exactly and it's like oh now because she said that and because you know the influencer looks pretty you like her body you like her she looks now you put your hard-earned money should I say hard earned? We're not influencers. We're not always gonna get free deals from people. We work for our money. We work nine to fives, and you want to use that to go get your body done because you see somebody on Instagram. I think that has a lot to do with the body image because you want to look like you want to look like them. You want to look like the influencers. You want to look how pretty they look, how gorgeous, how gorgeous they look, how perfect they look. I think that's the word because we have a hard time with our body because every time we're on social media, every time we're on there, we see some, we see the people and how they look, you know, we yeah. see that they look perfect and we want to be perfect. Yeah, we want to be. And I also like want to look at the other side of the coin. Like, are we responsible, right, for our own? I don't want to call them insecurities, but yes, I, I'm going to call them insecurities or our own um feelings when we scroll and we see someone quote unquote perfect because perfect perfection is in the eye of, of the beholder so depending on your culture um your like where you are what you see as beauty may be different for you because in other cultures being very very stick thin is is in like no butt 
nothing. You know, you want to be as small as possible. And we've even seen that in the United States with like um, supermodels and things like that. So my I'm like posing this question. Um, should we be upset with the people that get their bodies done and are posting on Instagram? Or is it more so that we need to be more cautious about the fact that people are getting their bodies done? So if they're selling us something like for the intense of like they're selling something that has to do with weight loss or they're, you know, selling um, maybe workout videos or something like that. Is that when it's important to know that they're getting their body done? Because what we're saying is like, you know, it's up to what people want to do with their body. Right. There's like that that side mm-hmm. where it's like your body, your choice. Like if you want to get your work done, if you see Jada Wada, Kim Kardashian or whoever, and you're scrolling on Instagram and you're like, uh, I don't like this about myself. I don't like this about myself. I'm going to go get work done. Someone may look at that. I'm be honest, me like, you know, you don't need to. You're perfect as you are. Just go work out if you need to or do make lifestyle changes and, you know, stick with the body that you have. Because it probably won't. Even if you do all those things, like your body may not change to look like Jada Wade or Kim Kardashian because maybe allegedly they're going under the knife. You know? <laughs> Um, and or getting procedures or what have you. So when is it our responsibility to say like, you know what I mean? When is it our responsibility is what my question is. That's a loaded question, Sophia. But personally, I do want to say um, I'm not the, you know, traditional short girl with pretty hair and stuff. I'm a tall girl. I think you have pretty hair. Girl, what you talking about? Um, Y'all, she is a model, so don't let her. Y'all can't see what I'm seeing. (laughs) But, you know, I've, when I wasn't, I'm I'm Nigerian. Uh, When I lived in Nigeria, everyone told me I look beautiful. I'm so pretty. Yada, yada, yada. You know, cute, cute, cute. And then when I moved to America, it's like, the views kind of changed. I'm like, mm. Mm, something is going on here. But um, I think that's just to say, yes, insecurities is like natural, but also society has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. So if society says you're not supposed to look like that, you're just supposed to be a five, six girl with straight hair, then everyone is going to go over what society says. And now, they're going to push that insecurity onto someone who's not the typical 5'6 five, girl, 5'5 five, five girl. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, you know, some people, it's natural to have, you know, insecurities because, you know. But if I also feel like society as kind of like the choke hold on this like perfect view and like what they see or what, what they want to see. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, basically, like... I get what you're saying, because even on um, TikTok or people have expressed even on Twitter and other, you know, spaces on social media um, that when they grew up in a, say, predominantly white school um, and they're a person of color, Mm -hmm. even, you know, black woman or person of color, um, 
they felt like they weren't beautiful. Like no one would ask them to prom. They're watching everyone go to homecoming and they're going without a date. No guys approaching them. Um, And I'm not talking about all schools. I'm just saying that these are these people's experiences that they've shared. And then when they go to a HBCU for college, all of a sudden they're that girl. Like everybody's on a like, I know like you've been (laughs) cute. You know what I mean? Like, but, but because the beauty standard for the longest time has been the European beauty standard, like you said, of having straight hair being, you know, shorter and, you know, petite and like all these things. So yeah, it's like when you go to, you know, I'm African too. I'm from the Southern part of Africa. Yeah. The, the, definition of beauty there of course there's still some european beauty standards that do seep in Mm -hmm, um that's a conversation for another day (laughs) but that you there's so many people she was nigerian she was six foot my mom always says i look like i look like her all the time Agbani Durego, that was her name. Oh, okay. she was beautiful. I mean, she. I mean, she's still alive. I don't know why I said she was, but she looked just like me. And every time I walk into a room, or full of Africans, full of Nigerians, they're like, "Oh my God, you look so much like her." And it's such a compliment. But then when I came here, you know, it was so different. It's like, wow, was I have I been lied to all this time? You know, like it's kind of. It kind of depreciated my beauty for me, like, you know, how I saw myself, because if I've been told I look like this beautiful, gorgeous model, and when I moved to, when, and then a couple years later, I'm being told that I need, like, from guys especially, not to call you guys out or anything, but, oh, you're not my type, I don't like tall girls, you're too tall for a girl, oh, why are you so skinny, you need some, you need to eat some food, you need to eat more food, like, that affects the way I think and then it doesn't help when I go on social media and it also it kind of like validates their point maybe in a way because they also kind of kind of say the same stuff it's like when am I going to feel appreciated you know if society is saying this and social media is also not helping and it's also kind of just like mesh together how do I feel accepted how do I feel like I'm good Mm. enough yeah, it, it does affect your mental health because how you view yourself, it matters a lot more than I feel how others view you. Because truthfully, we don't really know how others view us. Like we we have an assumption, mm-hmm. but a lot of what we think that other how others view us comes from how we think. Like if I think I'm the cutest girl, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, like everyone else probably would think that too until you start to get this certain feedback like if you're on bumble or you know dating apps social media maybe you compare yourself to what other girls like you know i've had this happen where a friend told me like oh i get thousands of you know options on you know certain dating apps and i'm sitting there like huh you know that doesn't happen for me um, because I'm not the standard of my area. I live in a very um, not so diverse state, mm-hmm. um, but the city I live in is pretty diverse. But yeah, it, playing into your mental health, it, it's just a very tough situation to view yourself um, as not beautiful because I think there's, you know, so many different types of beauty and, you know, and just understanding um, that you're valuable, your value is not in your beauty. Like it, it's not in how other people see you. The value is in how you see yourself and coming to terms with like, 
how you look. Like I saw a girl on TikTok who talked about how she didn't like her nose. Um, she is Native American and she didn't like her nose growing up. But then she saw pictures of her ancestors who had that exact same nose because she originally wanted to get her nose done. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, was showing how seeing her ancest ancestors and seeing that it, it's an ancestral nose it made her take pride in having a nose that wasn't the typical nose. And I think that for a lot of ethnic people of color, our noses are oftentimes like not viewed as beautiful or as the standard. When people go get their nose done, they're not thinking like, let me go get a nose like Tapiwa. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like that, it's more like, it, let, me get go, let me go get a nose like Bella Hadid or let me go get, no, get a nose like And even like that's Kendall not her Jenner. nose because I think I think she said that it's not her. She, wish she, di she actually said she wished she didn't get her nose done because she had an ethnic nose. I, I forget. She's. I think she's from the Middle East. Yes, I believe. I'm not so sure. Yeah, she's she's from the Middle East um, somewhere. I just can't remember the country. And she had um, an like ethnic nose, an ethnic nose that she got done. And to me, her nose looked perfect before I saw pictures. And I was like, there's nothing wrong. It, it didn't even seem too far off from the beauty standard. But again, how we view ourselves, if we think that we don't have a good nose and other people are looking at it, you know, and we feel insecure about it, we're going to go and go whatever length it is to correct it if we have the means to yeah and talking about the hadids just reminded me of something because i remember uh you know bella hadid and her sister Gigi hadid are both models and uh their mother was also a model and i think it was on tiktok where they were talking about how um yolanda hadid their mother used to starve them because they she oh. wanted them to look thin and they couldn't eat certain stuff like if there was if they were at a party she would tell them oh just one piece of cake or oh no cake today and it's it's like if your mother is telling you about how you should look or what you should do by starving yourself to look a certain way to keep you know slim or thin or whatever um that also you know which leads to eating disorders this I don't know if they're if you don't know if it's um, an eating disorder. Pretty much, but if it's basically disordered eating, like you're yes. not eating in your normal um, suppose like the intake for what is healthy. Exactly, because if they grew up like not eating certain foods, because their mother kind of just deprive them of it as a kid you want to eat candy you want to take chocolate you want to eat all you right, know you go to a birthday party like you want to have all the cake i, I know <laughs> but if your if your mom says no cake today then it's like okay no cake and then you could grow up with that thinking that i'm not supposed to have cake i know cake is just an analogy not like <laughs> not right like all within reason but yeah it's like you start to be high kind of like um, so particular and kind of hyper fixated on what you eat because you're in fear of oh I don't want to you know gain, gain weight because your mother kind of just mm -hmm. imprinted that into you like oh if you eat cake you're going to be you know big like Ooh, we should talk about how a lot of these um, beauty standards are hard to meet especially if your livelihood depends on your beauty like models like influencers um, so much of how they look ties into their job. If they don't look cute, 
I remember Jackie Ina said, yeah, my job is to be cute. That's why when I show me doing these like one hour beauty regimens, it's it's part of my job. Like I get paid to look a certain way. So how does like I can only imagine how that feels to think like if I don't look the way that I look where right now, how people um, are viewing me, I'm getting thousands of followers or subscribers if I if I were to fall off my regiment, which I did personally, <laughs> if I were to fall off and I don't look how I, you know, usually do in videos, then my job is over. Like, how does that impact you? Because you're you said you're a YouTuber. Like, how do you think that would impact you? If is your channel based on beauty? I know that's actually very funny. It's not based on beauty per se. Um, I mean, I just started YouTube this summer and my first video was just of a haul, back to school clothing haul. But I did look because I feel prettier with makeup. And that's not to say, oh, I'm, I don't think I'm pretty without makeup, but I just feel prettier. And I made sure I had makeup in my video. I did not like emphasize that, uh, you know, makeup is how like you're supposed to have makeup like every time or anything but I personally how I felt comfortable on the screen was how I wanted to like you know present myself but uh I don't that's not to say that if I was to become an influencer or anything you know just not trying to jinx it or anything you better speak it (laughs) I'm not gonna be like I don't think because I feel like we need new a fresh set of influencers. I'm not. I'm not saying all the influencers we have are bad, but I mean, the pressure is getting wessa. If you know what I mean, wessa. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> but like, like I said, my my strategic or my uh, strategy actually uh, in becoming an influencer or becoming a YouTuber, or becoming a TikToker is not to is not to make people feel bad about themselves. Because I know how it felt when. I watched people and they made me feel bad about myself. It's to welcome people and make them feel welcome, make them feel accepted. You know, like I'm just like you, you know, I'm also whatever you are. Like I'm I'm like that, you know, that's, like you, you want to show like a range. Like exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's exactly my point. Yeah, because you know what's crazy growing up for me in the era of YouTube that I watch and I consumed um like in the mid 2010s it was just so different because i remember people always had to have like the perfect backdrop the ring light it looked like a production and people always had like a full beat like full Mm -hmm. face of makeup and back then it was like cakey like you know now it's like very minimal like minimal makeup is more in now and i remember like some of my peers would wake up at 5 a.m. before school, like oh, in high no. school, <laughs> so that they could do the full glam routine that they saw online because it's not like they were seeing girls their age not wearing full glam. So that was like the standard. And I can only imagine like how young, impressionable girls, you know, seeing the makeup trends that have you know, come past, especially in my time, feeling like I can't go out without makeup or else people will treat me differently. And then that brings me to my next piece is like, have you noticed that, have you ever noticed that depending on how you present yourself that you're treated a certain way? I just want to know. Yes, definitely. Because when I, if I, not when, if I ever posts on Instagram, um, 
I usually like to look like my best. Like, and that's not to say I don't look like my best on regular, but let we have to say sometimes we have bum days and then we don't want to, you know. But when I post on Instagram, I some I just dress up. I just want to feel cute and you know dress up and take pictures and post it. And maybe if someone sees me out, like so, I had a friend or somebody who was like, "Oh, you get, oh my god, you're a catfish." I'm like, "What uh, do you mean?" Like who said that? Girl, I, I need to know. I need to go and have a conversation. <laughs> I am okay. Insane. And like, oh my god, you look like you're a catfish. I was like, excuse me, the disrespect. Like, and this the same person who's under my comments. You know, oh my god, you're pretty, yada yada yada. But then you see me just, you know, on a regular day, on a regular Tuesday, my hair is in a bun. You know, I'm just wearing sweats. Just trying to be comfy, and you're telling me I'm a catfish. Like, do you know how that makes me feel? You know, like I definitely, I definitely think I do get treated differently when I'm all dressed mm. up compared to when I'm not dressed up. You know? Yeah, that's why I think like there's all these unrealistic expectations that people have that they think that you need to look like how you do at your best. You know, on all the time, all the time, because like I remember back in the day, like people would have like specific events where they would get dressed up for and it would just be a thing. And then but people knew like during the week that person doesn't always look like that. Now it's like every day people want to look like they're just perfect. And that brings me to my next point. How important is it for beauty influencers to be transparent about um kind of like their the work that they're getting done or even if it's not like surgical like any beauty routines that they're doing outside of the home like do you think that that transparency is important it could be and on the other hand it also like could not be <laughs> um personally I can't speak for other people but I can speak for myself when maybe someone says oh they're transparent on how they got their body and you know they went to mexico to get their body done it's like oh i mean now I, at least i know you're not uh you didn't you're not lying and saying you go to the gym all the time but then it's like oh my god you have the money to go to mexico like um i want to have the money to go to mexico and have the option of getting my body done but because regular people we don't have the money that influencers do um so it's like it's uh, i don't know it's it's difficult you know it it can be good you know but on the other hand it's also like oh my god uh, i'm kind of jealous <laughs> not because you have your buddy done because like you know the means you took to get your buddy done it's like i don't have that means you know what i mean yeah i i agree i think for me personally, what I my conclusion that I've come to is that as long as you're not selling me something or selling me a dream um, that, you know, for instance, like that your waist trainer is going to get me perfectly snatched or the flat tummy tea. I'm going to drink this and look like you without ever working out. I can just sit in my chair, drink flat tummy tea and that will take care of it. Um, if you're not selling me anything, then I don't really think the transparency is needed. Um, if you're a public figure, maybe there's a level of like responsibility at certain points, especially when people do outlandish things. They may go get a BBL 
like I've heard of this in the news, people uh, getting BBLs like in the back alleyway and like strange places. So I think that's when the transparency is obviously important. And then, you know, just I guess for me, I how I navigate um, my like beauty routine and everything, I just try to keep it simple um, so I don't stress and it doesn't affect my mental health. Um, Because as we're, you know, dealing with beauty as we grow older, things change and evolve and how we even like start to see ourselves as beautiful. I hope that as you get older, that you start to appreciate who you are because, you know, you are, you know, a vision of what, you know, people who look like you see every day. You know, Mm -hmm. I see I see my aunt, my mom more than I see the IG models and I like see their beauty, you know, that isn't necessarily represented, but it's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode, folks. I just before we wrap up, we want to share some resources and tools that could help if you're feeling some type of way about yourself. Um, If you're on Instagram, you're scrolling through pictures and you see images of girls who look perfect i do suggest you follow unfollow some people and follow people who like uplift the soul follow people who brings content that you like um i do want to uh her name is the oddity the oddity t-h-e-o-d-d-i-t-y i believe that's how you spell it and she just she's just a ball of sunshine i love listening to her i love being on her page and if you want to just if you just want to see some good positive vibes i do suggest following her she shows all things beauty all things like lifestyle all things just to uplift yourself i love her so much and i do recommend to check out her page because she just she's just beautiful I love that. And that reminds me of a follow uh, an Instagram that I follow that I just love. Um, her name is Nabella Noor. Yeah, I, I love her. You love Nabella? I love her. Oh, my God. Yeah. So a bit of her content is basically lifestyle home. And there she has this segment she does um, every week called Pocket of Peace, Pockets of Peace, where she shares uh, moments that are like comforting just everyday moments they're very simple it could be her folding clothes it could be her pouring a coffee just it just feels so comforting so follow nabella i love her and she also posts body positivity um posts as well just like Adidi, if you want to feel good about yourself like i said just to re- reiterate it's Oddity and Nabella, follow them both, and it's just gonna be you're gonna be more content with yourself, I believe, because you see people who look like you, and like they don't make you feel bad about yourself, and they're all natural and just you know trans transparent. That's the they're, word. Yeah, they're all transparent. Yeah, that's the word for you. And to talk about resources that you can um, utilize on campus, we have Caps. Um, if you just type in Caps IUPY on Google, you can search it, and you'll be able to set up an appointment there. You get the first ten sessions, I believe, for free. Um, and then there is the one eight hundred talk, which is a twenty four hour emergency hotline. If you're feeling off, if you're feeling um, that you are in an emotional crisis that you feel like you can't overcome please take advantage of calling 1-800-TALK, which is a 24-hour emergency hotline. They're going to take care of you at any time that you need them. The other 
um, resource. I was actually just given this recently from Meha. Um, it is a clinical psychology mental health center here on campus. It's in the School of Science building, LD161, which is 402 North Blackford Street. Um, they offer services. Their first six therapy sessions are free. And after that, it's $10 per session. So very affordable. And they have trained um, students that are in the Ph.D. program. The therapists are grad students and are supervised by a licensed clinical psychologist. So please utilize all of these resources um, as far as, you know, following people that are uplifting unfollowing those that aren't, and using all of the mental health resources that we offer here on campus. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hash It Out, and we hope you hash it out with us next week. Bye. Bye.